Well, welcome, listeners. This is the first episode of Channel Massive Legends. Um, Mark, Noah, and I, of course, you've heard us talk about League of Legends now repeatedly for probably the past year or so. So we thought, you know what, that just deserves its own podcast. So we're we're going to start us a new series where we will um, go through and uh, hopefully bore you to death with League of Legends every two (laughs) weeks. (laughs) Um, I think it'll probably just be the three of us for now. It seems Eric has decided to bow out of League of Legends, and of course, as we're all famous, Jason is famous for his hatred of all things League of Legends, so he will probably not even listen to this podcast, thankfully. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think he hates it. I think it's more disdain than hatred. Well, it's it's the pure essence of PC gaming. That's the problem. So Yeah. He's gone, it doesn't he's, doesn't have that compelling 60-hour single-player story. He's gone the way of the console. Well, and he loves his World of Warcraft economy. Can't forget that. No. His mastery of it, <laughs> which is <True>. quite impressive. <laughs> well, and at him. <clears throat> yes, because yes. he's never going to be on this podcast, so... That's um, right. Yeah, well, and in in normal gaming podcast fashion, instead of talking about what we're playing and falling in line with the channel Massive Regular Podcast of not talking about what we're playing, we will instead talk about who we're playing, as in which champions in League of Legends. And as the weeks go on and we um, we kind of discuss different play styles and things like that, hopefully we'll have some guidance to who we're playing and kind of giving some feedback based on our our results from the past two weeks. So anyway, Noah, who have you been playing? Well, I, I mentioned this in my what I'm playing on the website, which is a text thing. So you have to go to channelmaster.com to, to find that out. That I've started to fall into a routine again, which I think most people play League of Legends. They, they find a hero that they're good at, and they just play that one because it's comfortable and it's the most amount of fun. Well, from December... Well, actually, like February through March, I got into a series of AI custom games where it was just, it was like a regular five versus five game, except it was just me and a friend with all bots. And since that got old really quickly, because it wasn't the co-op versus AI mode where the bots are actually intelligent, it was just the regular custom game mode, I just played all sorts of different champions. And in the last few weeks, something born out of that was an appreciation of Kogma. And that's pretty much all I've been playing is Kogma and Garen. And Kogma is, is almost is essentially my main at the moment, which is weird because I'm so used to playing Garen. But I realized that it, it had truly taken hold because when I do play as Garen now, or if I had to play as Galio when I was failing as a tank, I got nervous that I actually had to get close to an enemy or a hero to attack them because I just really enjoyed being able to just sit back and take pot shots with ranged attacks, which is what Kogma allows and, and, and excels in. He is quite good at that. He is. Well, and you, you, you also have the Chinese dragon skin for him too, which don't you? Which is way cool. Yes. It makes all of his attacks fireworks. That is, yes, that is a, that's probably one of the best ones. I really do think they did. They did outdid themselves with that one. My biggest challenge at the start of a game is like, can do I can I walk away long enough from the fireworks sound effects so I can play the reindeer Kogma skin because that lets him sing uh, deck the halls as a taunt, <laughs> which is just great as a as a closing victory thing to 
do a little deck the halls as right before you hear victory. <laughs> oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You, you um, so, oh, go ahead. So, Mark, who are you playing? Well, I've kind of I'm I'm suffering from League of Legends recidivism, so I'm back to uh, Tristana and um, Poppy mostly. I tried to play Brand, but um, it's just he's just not working for me. Um, and I've temporarily shelved Sona, so. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened with you and Sona. It just was not magical. Of course, I was playing yeah. Galio when you played Sona, so that was probably a bad combination. Yeah, they buffed Sona, too, and I still, I don't know, it just wasn't working for me. But also, I just haven't been playing much lately, so I've kind of lost a step, I think. So I have to, have to get back into it and... Be, I need to get more cautious. I'm I'm kind of playing like a berserker, no matter who I'm playing with, which isn't really good. So, <laughs> work on that. Yeah, that's one. That's like the best thing I learned from you, Mark. And this is good for people out there who are considering playing this game. Is that the best rule as a new person to really learn and get good at is learning when to run so you don't die. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what makes me such a crappy tank. Is because I would much rather run away and live than die and feed the other team and have to wait to respawn. And I learned that from Mark. Yeah. And it's weird to see you not doing that. Yeah, Scott can attest <laughs> to that from earlier tonight. I was just berserking it out. I just I don't know what was going on, but I need to need to kind of get back in touch with my core like Dota skills and stop just you know throwing my my little champion's life away. Um, <laughs> I have been really enjoying the new the new champions that are coming out there. They're all very different, which is cool. Seems like there was a time when League of Legends released like three ninjas almost all in a row, but now everybody's like really kind of different, coming from a different angle. And of course, all the new skins and the animations, especially you know, like you were talking about the the Kogma reindeer, you know, taunt and stuff. It's just awesome. So good good stuff. Well, I, of course, have uh, I've, my, I've been playing Sivir for a while, and uh, I really like that they redid her uh, her splash, you know, her splash portrait. But I, I was telling Mark this earlier. I really, you know, the early champions you can really tell still have really low poly skins um, compared to the new champions. You know, like the actual skin in the game. Um, I really wish they had kind of upped her default skin a little better but um so i play her still quite a bit and uh also i've uh i picked up brand and i I really like him i play him quite a bit i play lux quite a bit those two play play pretty well together um we'll talk more about brand in the in the patch notes for tonight but um but lux and uh and of course you know my rock guy malphite i still play him pretty regularly um noah there is uh there's one skill set that you probably want to start picking up with Sivir that I don't know if you know about it or not. It's called Smart Casting. Have you ever heard of this? No. Mark had not, Mark had not heard of it either. So, I, But basically, you know, you, you hit, um, you know, for her boomerang blade, you hit Q, which gives you your target range indicator and the direction that your boomerang blade's going to go before you hit Q again to attack or you left-click to attack with it. Yeah. Well, if you hold the shift key down when you hit Q, it will attack immediately and go and and the attack will go in the direction of wherever your mouse cursor is on the screen. 
without the target rectangle. Hmm. And it it actually will add it, it actually adds a little bit of speed to the attack. So if you have to so if you have to dash in to do you know to throw a boomerang bay to try to get somebody under a tower, it it gives you that just that extra little quickness to pull it off. That's interesting. I, I do actually run into that kind of scenario with Kogma's Void Ooze, which is a big slime ball that damages enemies and slows them down. It operates the exact same way exact same way as Sivir's boomerang blade. It's the you click the button and then you see a, a range and distance, a length and, and direction indicator, and then you click again. So maybe I can try that for that, because sometimes I use that as a runaway tactic. It's like somebody's kiting me, and I'm like, yeah, slow them down. I am going to die. Well, and it works basically on any skill shot. So like Lux's, you know, her little light thing that throws out the stuns. It works on Brand's first shot, the the one that if, you know, if they're already on fire will stun you. Anything, I'm assuming it would it would even it doesn't tend to work on um, the things that don't have a set range because I don't I don't know if it'll work on Ash or not because uh, it might for her cone. Um, I haven't tried it on her yet, but basically I think it's pretty much anything with a skill shot. But basically it's shift and then whatever the whatever the key combination is to activate it. Do you feel that's I, uh, made a big difference for you? Um, well, I've I've only started using it the past two weeks. Um, on the forums, it's kind of a touchy thing. Some people say, I mean, uh, I'm actually a, a friend of mine that plays quite a bit has has rekeyed because you can remap that skill because by default it's shift plus the action that you want to take and that that does the the smart cast. Well, you, there are people that actually remap so it's just I hit. You know, I hit Q and it just does it. So they remap. So they they're smart casting every time, so they're not getting the range indicator anymore. And you know, there's two sides of the I mean, two sides of the community. One saying it's you know it, it they don't like it. One saying they do like it. Um, I'm kind of going with the default because there are times I want to use it. There's times I don't want to use it, especially if I'm at my extreme range and I want to make sure I'm hitting them. I kind of want to see my my range indicator to make sure. Those yeah. kind of things. So I, I kind of like using it as the, it's almost like a toggle. You know, I can use it when I want. I, um, now, you do have to kind of get into the habit of, I mean, what I end up doing is I put like my left pinky on the shift key so that if I want to use it, I can, I just tap it down at the same time. And uh, um, it is, um, it hasn't just drastically changed my play, um, but it has those times when I need to do that little quick dash, and there's been plenty of instances where I try to run in to get that, and I can't get the, I can't get it fired off fast enough to get the hit. And it's not because my machine's too slow, it's just, you know, the combination of, and that it just gives just that little bit of oomph to, to kind of make that more possible. Um, it, I've, so far, I'm, I'm liking it quite a bit. It is going to take a little bit of, uh, kind of a relearn for me to, to kind of pick it up, but so far, so good. So Speaking of learning, I, I was looking into the smart casting and stumbled across a thread where they were talking about control learning. Have you guys done that? I, I've never even tried that before. Control learning. Like, so basically, if you skill up, it says you can press control in the letter of the skill and it'll auto-learn oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll do the, 
when you have a plus sign, you just hit control on that number. Yeah, and just, I you never, don't have to go click the plus. I yeah. never knew that. Ah, that one, I, I could have told you that. That, that one, when they revamped the tutorial, I think they throw that in there. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't try that. I wish That's I could great. hot... Could you guys know if you can hotkey your inventory? Yes. Oh. How do you do that? Um, if you go into options, there's a key bindings in there. And oh. It's there. Hmm. You just have to bind it to a key. Um, I actually bind mine to my scroll wheel key. Ah, oh, that's a good idea. Push down on the scroll wheel to get to my inventory. Hmm. Good call. Well, cool. Well, this is so far, so far this podcast has been very informative to, to us co-hosts. Yeah. Well, and if anybody else has any has any ideas or, or any um any tips and tricks of the trade, please email us at somebody. Mail at channelmassive.com. M A I L. Wow. Like a pro. See how see how smooth that was? <laughs> well, we will be back shortly with um a round table discussion on the latest patch where they introduced brand. In this segment, and we're going to try to make this a recurring segment, where as since we will be recording, a, we hope every two weeks, we are going to be discussing um, the the patch because you know, of course, Riot is being being very thoughtful and patching every couple weeks and giving us new champions and nerfs and buffs and the whole nine yards. So we're able to have all new topics to discuss every two weeks, so we never get boring in our League of Legends talk. <laughs> yes, that is correct. The, the last patch was uh, 115, um, for anybody who's keeping track with the patch numbers. Uh, they introduced the Mage Brand, who is um, basically a Fire Mage. Uh, I have He was interesting enough. I actually put down another another 20 bucks so I could pick up some more Riot points to, uh, to grab him up. And uh, I guess, Mark, you've played him as well. Yeah. Um, but you're saying you didn't like him too much. No, I... I think it's just that I wanted him to be Tristana with fire, and uh, you know maybe that wasn't a realistic expectation, or maybe I wanted him to be more like Kogma. You know, he's got that cool pillar of flame thing, but I just I love pillar of flame, but I don't get like conflagration or blaze, and then I like pyroclasm, but I never seem to use it appropriately. So I I just need to I think I just need more time with him. Well, there's um. One trick that has basically helped my brand play quite a bit, um, when you do you know, the, the Pillar of Fire, and that, of course, hits you know everybody in range, after that, do the Conflagration. Yeah. Because if it hits somebody that's on, that's a blaze, it basically will, you know, that it, it basically spawns damage around it. Right. So it's a single hit if they're not a blaze. It's a, it's basically an AOE. If it is, so if you do a pillar of flame with it following it up, you can almost totally decimate a minion wave I think with, the, with the combo. So I think the other thing that I was doing was I wasn't investing into Seer, and I think that would help a lot just because it's a two-second stun if they're ablaze, right? So Yeah, but and that's one of the, you know, of course, brand new 
tune, everybody is saying he's overpowered, he's overpowered because his, you know, every every basically every spell does the damage over time. Right. Um which is a percentage of health, which is a ready-made blood razor. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It is uh that is one thing that I will give. I mean, he is he is ready-made for for, you know, health tank melee DPS. I mean, he will quote unquote burn through them. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, that was that was bad, but oh. I couldn't help it. Yeah. Um but the problem with is he has no crowd control and he has no way of stopping anybody. True. And, and I, know, I understand that, you know, that does have a two second stun if they're ablaze, but that basically means you have to hit that whoever you're trying to stop with two shots. Right. You have to hit them with something else to get them ablaze and then hit them again to stop them. And that's not always ideal. Right. Um, there is, you know, there a lot of the more non-hysterical overpower talk is saying that he's very, very strong early game and early mid game, and then that his, you know, he but he's not really strong towards the end. Um, they're also saying that his uh, his mass his uh, ultimate is not all that great unless you're able to. It's very situational. It is it is very underpowered single target. Right. Yeah, that's um, for sure. It it's only decent um when he's able to bounce it. Right. And he has to you know, and it's only decent if he's bouncing it between champions. It, and it, it is it, it is pretty awesome when he does get a group of champions oh, yeah. with it. Oh yeah. But yeah, you're right. Single player or you know, one V one, it's not so it's like well, yeah, whatever. What, so there there's been some talk of, you know, somewhat, um, of course everybody hates his passive, but any kind of damage over time passive usually is argued that it's overpowered. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily see it as overpowered. Um, they could, I, I do think that the percentage of health is probably the way to go with him because that way early on you can't, you know, early on – a percentage of health isn't really that much of damage over time. If you know, if you're low health, you're, not, you're it's barely taking off anything. Where right. once you get up to three thousand health, two percent is you know over you know every every what every second for eight seconds I think is what it's yeah. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if they there is talk of of maybe changing his his ultimate where it would. Maybe do first hit would do more damage than the bounces, maybe with less bounces, right? Something like that. Um, there, there, you know, there's talk back and forth. Or can it bounce from a minion back to the champion it hit before? And you know, right now it will not. And that it would will. be really cool. <laughs> yeah, right now it only bounce to you know it only bounce to um, right. You need you know, uh... basically it hit one time and you're done. Where right. You know, if you if you could pull it where oh he's got one minion in him, it could bounce in between them. Of course, the minion would probably die fairly quickly, but um, yeah. if, otherwise, it could bounce back to him. So, you know, there's some talk there. Um, I, I mean, really, he is the he's probably the truest glass cannon in the game. Yeah, I'd say he really does go down fast if you're not uh, 
Well, and I mean, he really can dish out the damage. Yeah, but, he does. I mean, we were, you know, when we played tonight, we were talking, we had a couple more Ganas. I was playing Lux. You know, Rise, pretty much, I mean, Vigor, pretty much every Pure Mage yeah. has a lockdown. Yep. He doesn't. And now, granted, that a lot of times that's used as an initiator, but a lot of times that is your escape. Yeah. And he doesn't have that. No. It's, uh, I mean, the. Setting somebody ablaze and then being able to pull a two-second stun. I mean, I to me, yes, it is technically a lockdown, but it's not. It's not really viable. Right. Yeah. Well, Noah, you've been you've been strangely quiet in this conversation. You've he's dis- again? he's yeah. disapproving again. <laughs> <laughs> Judging silently. <laughs> have you have you even played against Brand yet? I know oh, you haven't. Oh, I've played against you bought him. Brands. I did not buy him, though. At first, I thought I was going to, but then I read about his, his abilities, and I watched the champion spotlight. I'm like, you know, this is probably more micromanagement than I'm interested in investing in right now. Kind of like how Udyr requires some really skillful micromanagement and bouncing back and forth between abilities. But I feel like this one's even mm-hmm. trickier because you have to really keep an eye on who you've hit What's their current status? All right, now what type of move should I use? And it's just like, but it, when I'm ready for that much of a challenge in the game, I, I guess I'll give it a try. But it just seemed like more trouble than it was worth, and I'm been quite happy. With, I'm quite happy with what I have been playing. Well, there's a couple things that um, playing against him that really cuts into what he can. You know, I mean, a lot of his a lot of his real power comes from that damage over time. As the game progresses, especially that gives him a pretty decent harass, but it is also a damage over time that is totally mitigated with magic resistance, where most damage over time, a la Teemo or or Twitch, where it's poison based, your magic resistance is not affecting your poison output. You know that that you're you know you pretty much got it on you and you you have it on you where. The percentage of health is, I mean, you know, the the blaze is magic resisted. So if you have high magic resistance, I mean, you really do take a take a lot of his passive out from mm-hmm. underneath him. Right. So as a brand, Mark, I don't know if you've done this or not. Almost always, one of the items you want to get is the void staff. Mm-hmm. You and probably sorcerer's boots to get the to get the spell penetration yeah. so that it will kind of eat through their their resistance because without it his passive is almost a non game item I mean it just yeah. it just doesn't do anything um, with it 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 works pretty well um, yeah. I don't know who else have played against with brand or against brand but you know if you got him stack the magic resist because I tell you. We were just talking about his his one single crowd control. You know the the worst thing is you try you hit him with a spell, and then there and you try to hit him again, and they've either got a cleanse. You know you hit them with a spell, and they get um, if they have Banshee's Veil, of course they don't get the blaze. Right. Um, um, or you, or you hit them with a blaze and then they're running at you and you hit them, you hit them with the stun and then they cleanse and then they're, and then you're stuck. You're mm-hmm. Then you're dead. Hopefully. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, one thing I wonder about is how how viable he is for you know soloing mid because we just played a game and um, I I used to be pretty good with Tristana playing mid, but we had a case where um, Ezreal couldn't couldn't cope with Brand mid and had had me roll in to try and take his place, but I was already down two levels when I got there. And he had died twice, and I could not hold Brand back. I mean, he was just pushing and pushing and pushing. And uh, between using his Pillar of Flame and Seer, he was just keeping me on my toes. Um, well, and the other way. thing is, by the time he hits eight, oh yeah, his spells really aren't costing him that much in mana, so yeah. he can throw them out he there. Was, he was spamming spells. Yeah. It was tough. I, I'm. I'd, I'd like to try I really, and play him I re- and go mid. I really think that they'll uh, they'll end up giving him some slight nerf. I don't know exactly what it'll end up being. If it, I would think it'll probably end up being Pillar of Flame has a longer recast time. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the one that uh, playing him. That is your go-to skill. Yeah. They'll either they'll either the recast time so he doesn't do it as much, or the actual animation will be slightly slower sure so right so that you actually have more time to get out of the way of it yeah you because don't right now it almost is a right now it is almost a pure cast at least with kogma you know it's coming but with his well you kind of know but it's just too late to move right um well and even um you know his, that skill is comparable to say like uh vigor's little drop yeah. down bomb that he does it's also uh karthus and his you know his little his landmines. Yeah, his ground bomb or whatever yeah. it is. Those tend to be comparable to what that's doing. It's a single area of effect spike. Um, I'm wondering, you know, that I think that, that skill may just either the animation will get a little slower or they'll or they'll change the recast time. Yeah. I would prefer that it would actually be um, make the animation a little slower. I like yeah. being able to cast it like that. Um, I think it fits his play style because he's supposed to play very aggressive and and he is very, I mean, he is a glass cannon, so he should be able, he should be doing a lot of spells. But it, if they're able to, if they increase that animation or give you, you know, that the activation time is slower, players that, you know, are, are play, have map awareness will not get hit with it as much, but you're not quote unquote nerfing him. Right, um, right. I'm hoping I'm hoping that's how it goes. Well, um one other item that was kind of unusual in this patch was uh it brought the servers down pretty hard <laughs> on Tuesday <laughs> night. Um for an extended period. Um for the first time in a long time they actually had queues up where you you went into a login queue to get logged in. And um, it it was pretty nasty. Uh, it was out for several hours. And because of that, Riot actually awarded anyone that had logged in in the past 30 days on an active account 350 Riot points. Now, that is not 350 influence points that you win from winning games. This is the in-game cash that you buy with real cash. So, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised that they actually yeah i would have thought it would have been you know in the past they've had these things where they'll give you like a four win ip buff so you get double influence points yeah for the next four wins or something like that i was and now granted this was a very serious bug whatever it was because it was um 
I mean, it brought the whole server structure to its knees for several hours. So it was it was worse than normal. Um, usually on a patch, you know, you get some lag. You may have a few more drops than you're used to, that kind of thing. But this one was pretty serious. I was just really surprised they uh, they committed as much. I mean, I mean, what's 350 RP in? I mean, that's almost five bucks. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I mean. It was I was I was pleasantly surprised that they did it as an apology where they I mean you know I mean if you were if you had never spent any money it was enough if you wait some of the cheaper you know cosmetic skins you can get for 350 when they go on sale for 50% if they're already one of the cheap skins so Right. I was I was pretty impressed. A lot yeah. of they got hammered pretty hard in the forums but of course, you know, it's when you live in a troll village, you're going to have trolls. So Yeah. Well, it made me try <laughs> Heroes of New Earth and recoil in horror. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's cool. You, even when League of Legends is offline and broken, it's better than Heroes of New Earth. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was think, thinking fondly of that, that Q screen or the totally you know down screen status for League of Legends the whole time I was playing Heroes of New Earth. So. Well, and uh, Noah, one of your characters, Galeo, got a buff. Um, yeah, I wish that I could have realized that when I was playing as him. As far as I'm concerned, it just, like, didn't make a difference. I, but that, I think that's more because I just don't have a lot of experience playing as Galio. And if I were better at playing him, I, I think I should maybe just try, bite the bullet and try Amumu, who I've been deliberately avoiding. Which Kogma was a character like that for a long time. But everybody says Amumu is, like, the best tank I just think he's cheesy, but maybe I'll try him um, like him. Ramus is pretty good. Yeah, I've been kind of wanting to learn how to play Ramus. I remember it, I had a similar experience with Ramus that I've had with Galio, but it was before. It was many moons ago. So the, the problem with Ramus, of course, is his uh, you know early game. He has yeah, nothing. Yeah. You have to really get you know to to kind of get into that mid game before you're a viable. Um, you just kind of have to hang hang loose until then. You really can't do that much prior to that. So the um, I'm not really I'm, I'm I don't really see Galeo that much in the game, so I don't really know how much of a buff it. He always I always saw him as a poorly played Mordekaiser. Because hmm. when you have somebody who plays Mordekaiser. Poorly, what do you do? You ignore him. Yeah, that's he's right. Like he's like he's like he's like a non-player. You just you just go about your business, let him do his thing, and you just and he's a non-issue to the team. Now, you don't target him or anything. Uh, Galeo seems to me to be the same way. If unless you get caught in his alt, there's not. I mean, it's just like just ignore him. Just just go about your business, and he'll be fine. Right. <laughs> now, now I have heard um, a friend of mine actually plays Cassiopeia a lot, and um, you know she didn't really get a buff to her skills, but they increased the animation on some of her skills, and it actually makes where she hits quite a bit more often now. Well, that's cool. Um, she, you know, she does that double fang that actually shoots out. Well, that she it increased the speed of the animation of the double fang, so it actually gets to you faster. Um, 
So where they did not boost her skill, she has a lot less misses than she used to. I've actually seen some really good Cassiopeia's here lately because that was a, I mean, once she was introduced, you saw her for that week, and then you never saw her again, which is usually what you can tell an underpowered tune is. Yeah. Um, Lee Sin and Renekton both and Nocturne finally got <laughs> um uh, got a pretty big nerf. Nocturne probably most. Um. And and rightfully so. I was kind of surprised it took them as long as it did since he'd been out for a couple weeks. Because, uh, you know, he um, he's pretty. I've seen some some pretty overpowered games with a nocturne, um, and that yeah, seems to be consensus across the board. And usually, you you know, that first week, even into the second week, where people have finally begun to learn how to play him, but people haven't learned to defend against him. You know that. I do kind of think that his, you know, his alt is a little cheesy where it, you know, it hides your, you know, your uh, fellow players from you and all that kind of stuff. That, to me, has limited value, but his other skills are, were just so strong that uh, that he really was overpowered. Uh, Renekton, which I've played some, I, I really like him. Um, really, all they did is they, um, they kind of reduced some of his healing, which... All it really does is early lane presence. Um, mm. He's just not as strong early game with lane with his healing. I don't know about that. He was kicking our butts last night, Mark. Yeah, bastard. Well, I mean, I mean, if you really the the deal with him is that is that dash skill. Yeah. If you if they if you can learn to play that dash skill with Renekton, you're a good Renekton. I mean, that's really all there is to him. Um, it's almost like it's almost like Ezreal and the Flash. Once you get good with that one movement skill, that's when your game change. It's a game changer when that right, happens. Right. I had never the Lee Sins, you know, the blind monk. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, did you see the YouTube video or the 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 April Fools of Lee Sin? Yes. No, I didn't see. Oh, Mark, you it's, appreciate good it's YouTube. It's hilarious. Oh, I have you to check need, that out. You need to go check that out. It is really good. But um, everyone I've seen play, I mean, they're they're not in any way overpowered. I have no. not seen a good one. Um, That's funny. I've seen several good ones, actually, because I've changed my opinion about it. Because it used to be it's like, why do I keep seeing Lee Sins in every game? I see more Lee Sins than Brands. Or, or any other new characters that have come out in the last month. It's Lee Sin is in every single game. It's like, why? Because he just <laughs> sucks. Does he have and to be there? a detriment. But in the last few games, during the last couple of days that I've played, where he's been there, there's actually been people who were good with him, where he would help protect, and he would help get people away. And it's like, oh, okay, I can see this guy actually has some marginal amount of use, because at first he just seemed totally worthless, and people kept playing him, and I just was so frustrated about it. He always seems to me like he he has the attack style of a Zinzao, but not as good, and right. a protection style of a Shin, but not as good. Right, right. <laughs> and so it's like he's got a little more attack than Shin does, but a little less, def- you know, a little less protection than he does. And I, I mean, I I can see where he could be a good, but I never saw him as overpowered in any way. No, and I so I was I was really surprised. I mean, there was a, there were three of his four skills took a 
I mean, it wasn't a major um, hit, of course. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like they reworked him like they did Rise several weeks back. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was enough to where, you know, they they said as a tune overall, he was overpowered. Now, one of the items that this has been talked up on the forums quite a bit is um, the BF Sword got a cost reduction and a five-point reduction in its attack damage. So now it is 200 gold less and does 45 attack damage versus 50 attack damage. Now, of course, that is every item that it builds also costs 200 less gold. And mm. there are, there are, I mean, everybody's across the board. I mean, every opinion you can imagine on this item change is, is out there. I personally like it. Um, I always tend to, um, I have a lot of builds that use it. Um, it's one of my core items. You know, I usually end up going for the Bloodthirster in Sivers build. And the 1850 to get the BF sword was always a bear to to get to that one item. Absolutely. I agree. But now, I and, mean, the attack damage is just five less, but it's 200 cheaper. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that, so that basically means the Bloodthirsters. 200 cheaper. The Black Cleaver is 200 cheaper. I mean, it's pretty yeah. much every high Infinity end. Infinity Edge. Well, and Infinity Edge got a buff. Yeah. <laughs> a good buff. Yeah. It, it was already a, a a very prized item, and it, it got a, um, it even got a, a pretty nice buff. Yeah. Now, across, I was hoping one of y'all may know a little more about how this mechanic works than I do. Um, pretty much every item that had spell vamp got its percentage of spell vamp increased. Yeah. I'm not really even sure what spell vamp does. It's funny because <laughs> I was going to research that and I, I haven't yet. And I really do want to know what the hell that's all about. I mean, I would assume it does some type of damage based on their mana or something like that, but I don't know if that, it doesn't seem percentage-wise that that's exactly what it does, because those percentages are very high, so it Apparently. does something else, but I'm not really sure what it does, it's, but I believe I am not alone because nobody would get those items and that may be why they increased it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Spell Vamp is the magic counterpart of Life Leech. So X percent of dealt damage will be granted as life to the caster. So area effects. Maybe it's like turning somebody else's mana into your HP, it sounds like. Yeah, it's interesting. I I don't know. I wanna I wanna test it out now. <laughs> I just don't play pure mage characters very often, so it's just not something that I the yeah, items aren't complementary to what I'm about. The, you know? And the mages that I play that that item doesn't really, you know, Lux, I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm rushing cooldown reduction so that I can shoot my laser every 26 seconds. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, and where, you know, Brand, I'm trying to get his spell penetration as, as high as I can so that it, as much damage across the board is carrying through. And that's really the only two mages I play. Um, I mean, I, you know, technically, I guess... Malphite is a mage, per se. All of his skills are doing magic damage. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I wish I knew more about it to see is that really viable? Is, you know, but just none of my, none of my tunes require a spell vamp in their build. So, probably because I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 
I'm, now that I'm kind of more aware of it, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely be looking for, you know, character or champions to play with it. It looks like it synergizes well with Karthus, with his Defile, Morgana's Tormented Soul. Um, so some things like that kind of make you go, huh, oh, maybe there's something to it. Like with all the Hextech Gunblade and stuff, you know, items like that. So kind of interesting. Another cool oh, mechanic. I- I was kind of surprised. I I wondered if they were going to do another um, early champion rebuild like they did with Rise. Um, I'm kind of expecting them to do that one of those in the future to somebody. But um, I I, I was kind of surprised. I figured we would get it maybe every three or four patches, something like that. Um, right. So I'm still kind of wondering if those are going to come about. But uh, but overall, I think the patch was good. I I, I really of the patch, besides the new champ, because you always get a new champ, um, the BF sword changes to me seem to make. Um, I'll, that was my personal favorite because it it really does affect a lot of my builds, and I've always found that stretch of gold to get to that one item has always been difficult. So to me, that was the one that that really stuck out to me. One that I like a lot is Riggle's lantern. So I'm I'm I. For most of my builds for, like, Poppy or Tristana or, you know, anyone who does, you know, actual melee damage, I, I go with Riggle's Lantern and then, you know, obviously something with the BF Swords. So for me, it's it's great, you know. I mean, it's it's a great patch as far as I'm concerned. Plus a couple of the characters I or champions I don't like particularly got some nerfs there, so. <laughs> that, that's always helpful, isn't it? yeah. Well, we will um, we will be back next show with 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 the next patch notes, hopefully. <laughs> so we will get. I'm sure we'll get a new champion. It looks like it's going to be another little Munchkin, um, um, that controls some type of automaton of some kind, yeah. so some ex- exoskeleton type thing. We'll have to see how that works out. It looks cool. Um, our last segment that we have is basically to kind of keep us on track and to, so that we don't as Noah says, get stuck playing the same champion over and over from a comfort standpoint. I'm, I'm kind of hoping this will keep the game fresh, you know, because, of course, the 600 hours I've put into it apparently is not. <laughs> is, is, is beginning to wear, apparently. Insufficient. Uh, or not. <laughs> but um, we're looking for ideas for um, ideas to play in between the two weeks. Um I think this week all of us should pick a champion in our stable that we have either not played or only bought and played a little bit and didn't like, and we need to play them again and basically make a uh, make a call on it. Maybe give us a little review on who who you're going to play. I'm, we're not going to make you pick right now, but oh, I'm ready to pick. Yeah. All right. Well, who are you going to pick? I'm going to try Karthus. Just because he's Ooh. the most annoying champion in the game with his ultimate. It's the most annoying ultimate ever, so I want to be the most annoying champion in the game. <laughs> and I found a pretty cool build some guys have been working on for, for a long time, and I want to try that out mm. with a slight adjustment. I think I'm going to follow through on what I mentioned earlier and try a Moo. Oh, sweet. With him. Oh, Are you going to buy the... Uh, which which uh, skins are you gonna get for him? 
I don't really like any of his skins. I just don't like his design in general. So I'll be playing his regular old skin. Well, and I think that I'm, I'm actually, I tend to avoid melee only characters with, you know, with the exception of Malphite for some reason. But you know, he is, he's so rock solid that uh, you know, just can't, can't pass him up. Yes, wasn't it though? (laughs) (laughs) But um, I, I own Zen Zhao and I've never played him. So really? I, I think I'm going to to pick up Zen and and see what I can uh, see what I can do with him. The problem is is most of the people that play him have played him a lot. So picking up a new Zenzel could be it's almost like a picking up a new Garen. You know, everybody expects Garen to play a certain way, do a certain style, um, that piece. And I've I've I bought him, but I've never played him, so he's going to be my my test subject for two weeks. So we'll see how we cool. do. Cool, well, that sounds exciting. To, to, just to check out. Yeah. So I believe we're gonna that will wrap it up since we don't want to give everybody all of our League of Legend love in one podcast. Mm-hmm. Nope, Got to spread you know, it out. We have to we have to do 158 of these to catch up to Channel Massive. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the the champion stable after that point? Oh, but yeah. if anybody has any other ideas for our our League of Legends homework every two weeks, please email us at mail M-A-I-L. at channelmassive.com. <laughs> and guys, I appreciate it. Um, thanks for kind of finally deciding to do this with me because. Uh, for some reason, this is the game that's been sticking with me, and I curse Mark for sticking me with it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I second that. that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you, listeners. Y'all have a good night. Thank you.